0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Comedy Film Nerds, uh, episode 319. My name is Graham
1: Elway. And I'm Chris Mancini, and I couldn't be more excited kickstarter funded Kickstarter
0: funded. mad crazy shout yes. outs to the 499 people that you
1: guys are awesome and i know just from the comments section it was mostly comedy film fans
0: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's so cool man we'll read the comments later yes, in the show indeed. but that was such a cool thing with
1: a disclaimer this is yeah. probably the most foul-mouthed of yes. the bunch
0: good god bless you guys way to go nice work yeah <laughs> way to bring it home yeah <laughs> And still there's people who are like What's going on yes. in the comments yeah. Love that, that makes it even better Yeah, I think yeah definitely. There's people just like I've never seen a project that people funded Where it sounds like they hate it yeah, I don't yeah. understand Or they keep
1: using the same bad words over and over How again How do they all know the <laughs> same bad word
0: um, So yeah, that's, that was really cool uh, I want to thank some people that came out I did um, the set list show At uh, Meltdown on Saturday I haven't done set list in a while I absolutely love that show um, if you're not familiar with it It is the coolest concept for stand-up comedy That I think Troy Conrad came up with this idea So the comics show up it's one, The five, six stand-ups like Rick Overton, Todd Glass was on it uh, Caitlin Gill Riley Silverman um, uh, Hampton Yount I think one other um, So you show up You have no idea what you're going to do And they have a screen on, on the stage And they flash like Topics and you have to pretend like it's on your set list and you already have a joke ready to go about it. So they'll flash up, like, I think Rick Rick Overton got something like, I don't know, Prostitute Hero. Like, you just see these, like, weird... Is it crazy premises? Yeah, it's just... And you have to make something out of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, most of the audience has been there before because they've been doing this for a while. It was a TV series, I think, in the UK and Australia.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And so... It's just pure riffing. I love it. I was driving there in my head. I was like, okay, what am I going to do tonight? And I went, oh, wait, there's nothing. There's nothing to prepare. You just show up and run with it. And it was so much fun. And everyone kind of puts their own take on it. Um, it's just, it's, if, if, you know, if it's, they do shows in LA, they do them all over the place. They do them at UCB. They do them at the improv. They do them at Nerd Melt. Check one out. It is one of the most inventive, fun, uh, stand-up comedy nights you're gonna see oh cool um so that was that was really really can't cool. prepare for it can't prepare it's so <laughs> much fun and like i got a couple and it was like i love the dilemma of like how do i make this a bit like one was like hashtag meat in my shoe <laughs> so i actually told the story of how i became a vegetarian um and it was just it was it was cool stuff it was it was a lot of fun um so that's really cool anyway i know we got some new people listening to this show so just to let you know what Comedy Film Nerds is, it's a weekly movie review show. We're going to talk about
1: uh, lots of cool movies this week: Keanu, Jungle Book. We're going to revisit uh, Mother's Day and some. Yeah, you said cool movies. Yeah, <laughs> uh, some cool trailers: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Batman, The Killing Joke, is, Snowden, yeah, yeah. and um, and oh, premiering this week, Dear Lord. Uh, oh my God, Captain America. So...
0: That's it. That's all we need. Yeah. That's all That's I'm. It. I'm fired up for. Mm-hmm. I already have my tickets for the imax 3d at the chinese theater oh it's gonna be amazing i'm ready to go um so uh yeah so that's what the show is my name is graham melwood
1: i'm chris mancini
0: we talk about movies every week it's a weekly movie review show um and we have a guest on who we're introduced in a minute
1: very very shortly but 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 today we have a sponsor oh i like the sponsor proflowers.com and because mother's day is coming up you want to make sure you're covered uh you get get mom 100 blooms with a free glass vase for 19.99 plus shipping and handling.
0: Now how could you make that better Chris?
1: Uh well there is one way you're talking about an upgrade. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> a floral upgrade?
0: Floral upgrade. Or, how do I upgrade uh, that 19.99 Chris?
1: Oh my gosh, it's amazing. You can do a premium vase which is better. Premium means better. Okay.
0: And uh, <laughs> Let me hold on. Let me write this down. Premium <laughs> equals better. Guys.
1: Uh, and you can add gourmet chocolates for just not asshole chocolates. This is actual gourmet <laughs> chocolates. <laughs> you know assholes. the ones that they throw in at like a uh, you know yeah. at a drugstore those not those chocolates. No. These are real, These are real chocolates. good chocolates. Um, gourmet chocolates. Well, it's the chocolates. same
0: company that runs Sherry's Berries.
1: Yeah, so it's going to be good chocolate. It's going to be good chocolates uh, yeah. for just 99 9, 9.99 more. So you go to proflowers.com and use the code CFN. You have to use the code CFN. To get this amazing deal. And all you have to do is go to the blue microphone in the top right corner of Proflowers.com and type in CFN. And well, they, you get all these great. Well, deals. they sent
0: I got my flowers last week. So did I. It was amazing. Well, you look like a hero.
1: I know. And every Mother's Day. I was Day. there. Your wife's yeah. like,
0: what's this? You're like, happy Mother's yes. Day, honey. <laughs> all right. Nice.
1: <laughs> See, I didn't forget. Didn't
0: forget. <laughs> so uh it is the perfect gift for like, oh shit
1: exactly yeah they'll get there in time and what I love too is it's like they don't die right away either like you put them in the water you get the solution they they bloom and you have them for,
0: for a long time I've had mine for a week now yeah they look great they've already full bloom so after they say after about a week or so then you cut the stems again right and put they give you two bags of plant food so you put mm-hmm. it in when you first get it mm-hmm. and then put it in again after a week they look great I got flowers in my place yeah awesome. right next to my surfboard and we can actually
1: make a, uh, a home out of vases at this point
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm making some type of raft
1: yeah a vase raft. A
0: vase raft. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna make. A vase raft. it <laughs> will
1: be from. easy to decorate.
0: It's gonna be great, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna sort of Tom Hanks cast away my. I'm pretending as though I'm stranded at Santa Monica and I can't get out, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make a vase raft
1: uh, to get to the pier.
0: Yeah, to, to get to the Santa Monica pier because there's a Mexican restaurant at the end of the pier. That's fantastic. So that's what I'm doing at yeah. ProFlowers.com.
1: Makes perfect sense. So uh, ProFlowers.com. Um, go to the top right corner with the blue microphone. Type in CFN and get these amazing deals. Mother's Day is coming up. Check it out.
0: Yeah, for nine ninety nine, get the chocolates. CFN. Yes, coupon code CFN. And guys, obviously. Um, When you do use these things and use our coupon codes, it does help the show because these companies keep sponsoring with us because they see that our fans track and buy stuff. So if you need to buy flowers for somebody, use the coupon code.
1: Do it. So, all right. Let's introduce
0: our guest. Let's do it. Another Uh, first time
1: guest. Another first time guest. (laughs) Really happy to have him because he's really in our wheelhouse. He has a podcast. He's nerdy. He's wearing a Labyrinth t-shirt. With uh, David Bowie on it and his wonderful wig, Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Stephen Kramer Glickman. Well, hello
3: and good afternoon. (laughs) Yes,
2: (laughs) nice radio voice.
1: (laughs) That's
3: my radio voice.
1: So for those of uh, the fans, tell, uh, tell our fans a little bit about uh, your podcast and what else that uh, you work on.
3: Sure. So uh, I came out of uh, Nickelodeon. I was, uh, I was on a show. I was born in Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. <laughs> I was built from, <laughs> from used pieces sure. from Double Dare. They just took a bunch of random pieces. They got a hey dude, some hey dude. They just glued it together. <laughs> And uh, they stuck me together. So yeah, I've been. Uh, I was on a show called Big Time Rush that was on Nickelodeon for five years, and then uh, it was four four seasons and a movie. So we did the show for about five years. Over what did it, you do on the show? Uh, I played the manager of the band. So it was uh, the Big Time Rush was a band, right? And then they were like the monkeys oh, um, right. for our generation. They were the monkeys for this younger generation. It was like Entourage kind of. It was that mix. It was like right. a Entourage slash monkeys kind of show. I I played the manager who yelled a lot and was a uh, was a real asshole basically yeah. broke things you know I'd scream and yell and that's perfect um, for a kid's show oh yeah it was great <laughs> like I was like the the angry I was like the angry boss like right. uh, to my um, uh, my grandparents I was like my uh, my mom and her generation was like they'd watch it and be like oh you're like a uh, on the Mary Tyler Moore show. You're like the boss. Yo, you're, um, you're Lou Grant. I'm you're Lou Grant. Grant. Like, uh, and then I met him, uh, the actor, at Asner. At Asner. And we like, we had a big talk about playing that character and how fun it is to like be the angry yelling guy and that people look at you like they're nervous of t- like kid, like kids were nervous to talk to me and fans were nervous to talk to him That's when true. he was doing Mary Tyler Moore show. And it was like very, it was a very similar kind of weird That's experience. Awesome. So yeah, it was super cool. Um, so I did that show for a long time and then, uh, uh, that that show ended and uh, I started uh, writing and working with um um uh, comedian uh Mike black and john schnepp uh who uh, yeah. you know john schnepp mm-hmm. from um uh, the death of Superman yes. lives what mm-hmm. happened so the three of us wrote together wrote a uh, a project and uh got it into the hands of the Jim Henson company and they 've taken it from from here and we're like I work there with them all the time on it, which is super cool and um and then I started doing a a podcast. Uh, A live show that's also a podcast called The Nighttime Show, which we do once a month, Saturday night at the Hollywood Improv. It's a live late night show and it's uh, it's it's really weird. It's a really weird show. We have a, a a new death metal band every month as our house band. And we've had Ex Mortis as our house band. We've had the Tulsa Skull Swingers, which uh, I don't know if you know who that is, but that's like Ron Lynch and oh, yeah. uh, Craig yeah, Anton yeah. and all mm-hmm. those guys. Um and then uh we had Iron Knot for a while. This month we have some some other amazing f- f- guy. I'll tell you. I'll I'll find his, his uh, whoever it is. And then Every like every month, it's always like we have this amazing death metal band, and then uh, and then we have amazing comedians perform, and then I interview them after their. Oh, that sounds awesome! And we have a desk on stage and a couch, yeah. and it's like it's a it feels real, and we do like weird like man on the street bits. Like we did a bit last month where. Uh, Adam Ray was also, was on the show and so I I played a trivia game with Adam Ray and every answer he got right, he'd get a point but every answer he got wrong, a girl that was on the live stream would beat the shit out of a guy named Robbie. So there was this fat, <laughs> this fat guy, our fat friend named Robbie who's tied to a chair and every time he'd get an answer wrong she'd hit him with like a pool cue or something and now, it was is the, amazing
1: i think i came to do the owen benjamin podcast after this happened because yes. you guys were cleaning up from it
3: it's yeah it's an ordeal like yeah. it's i mean like we you know shoot there. off confetti we blow yeah. things up on stage oh, uh, i love it andy yeah. dick uh i did a joke about andy dick and then he ran up on the stage and broke part of our set in front of the audience i think it's, it's a lot of surprises a lot of crazy stuff and so then we do a podcast called the nighttime show podcast for the guests or the people that we can't really fit into the live show we find ways of uh of having them on the podcast like brandon braga we just had him on the show who wrote uh star trek next generation yes. mm-hmm. and then uh we've had three six mafia come and do brandon the show braga, he's written what hundreds of hundreds. star trek episodes. yeah star yeah. trek yeah. <laughs> next generation voyager uh mm-hmm. you know all, all that didn't stuff didn't he help
0: create One of those? Yeah,
3: he helped. Deep
0: Space Nine? No. No,
3: it was uh, Enterprise. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and uh, and he uh, uh, co-created Cosmos with Neil deGrasse Tyson, which is so amazing. So Mm -hmm. we had him, and then we had Three Six Mafia, who won the Oscar for It's Heart Out There for a Pimp. Right. So it's a weird show. (laughs) We do weird things to our guests on that show, and it's you know yeah like you know it's like it matches the live show. Like I've done the monologue on the live show, and at the end of the monologue, I've had. A, a guy in a cake costume run up on stage and attack me. Like it's it gets <laughs> it gets weird. Like we 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 try real hard to like push the um, the old Conan O'Brien show, like how that show was mm-hmm. with the masturbating bear. Like mm-hmm. somewhere between that, you know, and uh, and a little bit of comedy, Bang Bang, and a little Eric mm-hmm. Andre show, and it's all kind of mixed together into this, this fun. The nighttime
0: show. That's the nighttime show. Yeah.
3: It's the nighttime show. Oh, yeah. Very. Cool. This month it's uh, May fourteenth with Tom Segura and. uh And and Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy, who's been the voice of Goofy for like forty years. Funny Helen
2: Hong, yeah,
3: Helen Hong, who's amazing. God, she's funny, amazingly Mm -hmm. funny. And we have DJ Doug Pound, who's uh, Doug Listenhop who is the editor of Tim and Eric. Awesome show. Great job. Oh, and, uh, cool. It's a real weird, fun time. We have a good time with it. Excellent. That's All right, well, we'll check it out.
4: i love it. Thanks
3: so much for having me on the show. I'm yes. a huge, massive movie nerd, and I go, I go to the movies about three times a week, and I try to watch everything that's out there. Outstanding. Like, I, I, I have like weird tastes. So there's certain things that's really weird that I like. Uh, like I love bad movies. Well, we're going to get into I'm that. Oh, yeah. with I, when bad I, when I
0: when I when I like met you at the improv. Yeah. I was there and um because uh, Sean Merrick from Sideshow helped set this he being on the show. Yeah. And, he, and and Adore
3: that guy. And
0: he was like, hey, Steve. And you were like, oh, you're doing the show? Hey, babe, all right. And you were oh, like, yeah. and you were like, I can't
3: wait to see <laughs> Mother's Day. I couldn't wait. I we're, I asked every <laughs> friend of mine to come with me to the movie. And no one would and I bribed no really? a friend of mine no. to come with me uh, because I had made him see New Year's Eve and Valentine's Day. And he's wow. just a he's just a a friend comedian guy that I uh, I'm friends with. It's a good guy, but I was like I I make him go watch horrible movies. It's like part <laughs> of our deal. He hates me for. it. We've been friends for like 14 years, and I just <laughs> I, I I ruin his day. I wonder what movie is going to be the one that ends the friendship. Like if it yeah, there's be- a possibility. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've had that happen with other people, where they stopped going with me because I've ruined it. Oh, we'll talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> it, the, the move that that movie, by the way, that ruined it. Like, ru- it ended me being able to like convince a friend to come with me. Was uh, the Nicolas Cage movie? Where, there. That's it. Uh, that's uh, that's yeah. why I have to say. That's yeah. that's <laughs> Which one? It was the one about the end of the world where all the people vanish up into the sky. It was. Oh uh, my Paul, god! It was him and Chad Michael Murray. Who's? Yes. Yeah, oh, I want. Yeah. I
1: almost want to say the happening, but that's the. That's the yeah, other one. That's it not was, it.
3: It's based on a book. I'll have yeah. to look it up. But I so. made him go watch it, and that movie was. But the, for the record, wasn't Ghost Rider. Was it no. no it's
0: not the it wasn't the, high, the the Christian one, right?
3: Yes, it was the Christian one. Oh right. The uh oh, the um The Rapture one.
0: The quickening or the not the quickening.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was called the quickening. That's the name of the, the movie. Bible-ing. The Bibling yeah, uh, uh, Was <laughs> it the rapture? No, uh, no, no. I know it's it a movie about the rapture. It's right. I'm not I'm I'm Jewish. Oh left, behind. I, left behind. Left behind? That was it,
2: left behind. Yeah. 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 oh god behind books
3: what what an absolute train wreck of a film where like but you're watching it and this is who was in the because it's an airplane right they're all in an Mm -hmm. airplane and then a bunch of them vanish so here's who's in the plane and who gets left behind in the plane um jordan sparks from american idol okay okay quinn aaron from the blind side the big giant fat monster giant huge guy okay um a dwarf. I don't know which one, but there's a dwarf wow. um, who's angry, very angry. Oh. Um, uh, and then Chad Michael Murray and, and Nicolas Cage. Wow. And you're like, what are these people? Who cast this? Like, <laughs> like just a lunatic. Just some sort of like, dang, whatever, whoever. Just I don't know
0: that it was a lunatic. I think it was. Based on a on the bottom of a list of availabilities, if people saw <laughs> heard about that script and went, Nope,
1: nope, nope,
0: can't do it like many people you know, like Ted McGinley was like, Ooh, I don't know if
1: I can't yeah, absolutely no. and really? Billy Zane might not have been available Billy zane' That's was like a very good possibility I can't.
0: I'm doing the mummy on ice <laughs> yeah yeah <I can't, laughs> it's <I can't>. hilarious. <laughs>
1: It's like, well, we couldn't even. I'm sure there was a conversation at that casting table.
3: We couldn't even get Brandon Fraser. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. No one was <laughs> no. available. Brandon Fraser's never available. Yeah. And
0: they're just like, I got a call from uh, the <laughs> like, IRS. Specifically yeah. <laughs> asked us to hire Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> we have to.
3: <laughs> Andy Dick <laughs> was just not available. <laughs> he just kept it down. He too was like I can't. Paulie Shore is like, I got mm, better things to do. I'm really busy oh, right wow. now. Yeah.
1: No way. Uh, all right, so let's get into it. Let's you want get into to, it. To, I want to talk about Keanu. I saw this movie, and uh, it is—it's a lot of fun. It's—it's it's a movie. It, it's one of those movies too that is exactly as advertised. If you like Key and Peele's show, you like them as performers. This is them on a larger screen. Right. It's not—it's literally—it's not a groundbreaking film. It's not an amazing story. It's—it's it's none of those things. It's in a weird way. It's almost like a fan film. Like if you like what they do, you're gonna like. Their film right. and uh, the film and they make no bones about it. It's just a framework. They lose their cat. They look for their cat. It's for them to pr- pretty much do sketches and jokes uh, throughout the film until we get to ninety minutes and then it's over.
0: <laughs> they find um, the yeah. They find the cat at minute yeah 89. yeah. <laughs> Last
2: joke right. So Credits. so and,
1: and pretty much. Uh, but it's not like. But it doesn't pretend to be anything other than that. That's what I like about it. There's no like weird trailers or. Although there, there was one fake cat trailer that I thought mm-hmm. was pretty funny. That uh, uh, but. There There's no, like, um, this is what it is. It is exactly what it is meant to be. So uh, the thing that I really liked about it, too, is you could tell um, um, Keegan-Michael Key and, uh, is it Jordan Peele? Yeah. Is that Jordan Peele? They're really good friends, and they've been working together for a really long time. So they have that type of rapport that not every comic duo has. You can go all the way back to, like, Abbott and Costello, or even if you look at, like, the Blues Brothers with uh, um, Dan Aykroyd and um, John Belushi. It comes through on the screen. It it really Mm -hmm. does. Like they're they're having a ball. They love working together. They have um, such an amazing rapport that you know they light up the screen whenever they're together because they're also very different. That's the key about being a comedy duo you can't have two people that are exactly the same yeah you know you've got the one guy that's a stoner one guy is you know is a uh, a family man and you know he he uh they make jokes about who who talks whiter than the other and, right. and all this stuff and it's it, it's really funny and our buddy uh tiffany haddish she does a great job it. and she's not a she's a main character she's in the entire thing pretty much so she <laughs> so does a really great. good job Um, the one, the one complaint I will have about it, they, they went a little bit, um, like on some of the, they went for some of the easier jokes, like in the easier premises, like, uh, like, you know, there's two badass assassins they get, you know, they pretend they're the two badass assassins and like, well, yeah, we don't, you you guys are really creative. You don't have to kind of hit that crutch for very Mm -hmm. long. There's other Mm -hmm. things you could do. Like, like I thought they you know, it was a little lazy in a couple places, but, um, Story driven plot wise But as far as like Jokes and sketches They're all really funny And it'll It'll make you laugh Especially if you're fans But Is it gonna win any Oscars Is it Is it gonna be like this? Is it, is it, is it gonna to, be it, Right exactly But it's it like
0: Remember Brain Candy like, Yeah Yeah it's exactly yeah. what it is It's just Brain Candy If you're That was a great movie it's a great movie It's, it's a longer
1: yeah. version If you're a fan Of what yeah. they do on TV You're gonna enjoy this film Like Like I can't imagine A huge fan of the show Going That movie was awful
0: Right <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who doesn't yeah. like this is someone mm-hmm. that just doesn't know them, doesn't right. like them.
1: Saw it by right. accident,
0: right?
3: You know, I'm like, like who, who are, are these, these guys? Yeah.
1: This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so um, but it's fun. It, it, it is what it is, and it doesn't pretend to be anything different. And it's a fun
3: time with the movies. If you're fans, you're going to enjoy the film. That's awesome. Yeah, I love those guys. I think they're I think they're absolutely hilarious. Uh, and uh, they,
0: they make I mean I've seen so many sketches there that just are hilarious. The and then the like the angry Obama voice Yeah, that's really funny. That's fucking hilarious. And a little bit
1: of uh, trivia too. Keegan-Michael Key has a cat allergy, so he had to be medicated to interact with Keanu, Ah! the cat.
3: (laughs) That is fascinating. (laughs) And
1: Method Man plays Cheddar, and on The Wire he played Cheese. (laughs) (laughs)
2: And
1: and this is great, because I was thinking, well, Keanu Reeves must have been aware of this movie. And sure enough, yeah, he offered to voice... Keanu in like a dream sequence uh, when he heard about the film.
3: They should do that on the on like the the special features. Right. They should do a yes. special cut where Keanu just does the voice of the cat the whole way through. He should. Like he, they great. should just write dialogue for him. You to just have do the cat. cat go there's a bomb on
0: the boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. And,
1: and also the, the kitten is adorable and I'm thinking well you know it's probably like babies there's more than one and sure enough seven cats and kittens were used to play Keanu. Wow. <laughs> that is crazy some good cat stats yeah so you know a lot of uh, the other thing as a cat owner I'm always fascinated when you can get a cat to do anything right let alone be in a movie and actually hit cues and walk or go a certain way so um, I would say extra kudos to the cat wrangler (laughs) you know an unsung hero of this film
3: Um, nice work I love uh, I love Tiffany Haddish and she was at my house for uh, for Thanksgiving last year mm-hmm. and I I we've been friends for a long time and seeing whenever you see a comic like make that leap into like a movie Mm i think that's that's like the best thing in the whole world it just made me so happy that she's in that movie and that she has so much dialogue and so much to do and uh jamar neighbors is in the movie also who's a, a comedy regular over at uh the comedy store and same there's a lot of comedians in that movie and you know it i love i love when they when they let Comedians be funny and just do their thing, and they don't ruin it, you know, with a bunch of right. you know bad writing or bad right, garbage. Right. You know, when they like
0: make they, they they let a comedian do their thing.
3: Yeah, yeah, you
0: know, and without because so many times you can always see like, oh god, they're forcing that comic to do that dumb. Exactly. You watch them yeah. in something, and you are like, oh man, and you you get bummed out. Well, yeah. You can tell they're like jammed into something, and they're like trying, and the comic is trying to make yeah. it funny, and you are like, because
1: this was definitely in their comfort zone for sure, because they had control of the whole right. thing, and. and the director from the show directed the film uh, but i would like to see next now that this is done we've got kind of like a, a nice long key and peel sketch movie done right yeah i would love to see them work with a filmmaker like say shane black and like see what they could do in a different framework because they're both really talented guys i think they could pull off both drama and comedy yeah. and do something really different and interesting so that i makes- i hope they do something uh something different next time
3: I because I, uh, I think they can pull it off. I'd love to see them do more movies. I think they're right, uh, yeah. they're such talented mm-hmm. guys, and we just you know we should see more of them. Um, but even um, who's the the actor that plays the guy with the braids, white guy? He's on uh, Last Man on Earth. Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, Will Forte?
2: Yeah, it's Will Forte, right? Yeah, Will Forte, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, Will Forte it, like. He's so funny. Letting him do his weird thing in right, the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. I loved that. I thought he was right. so, just incredibly funny. Um, I think I'm, I'm actually going to take my mom from Mother's Day to watch Keanu. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> pretty sure that's the plan. So, yeah, right. Rob Hubel's in it. So. Oh, yeah, he does a great oh, job, God, too. Yeah. Yeah, he's only in a couple scenes, but he
1: always he does he was a, a great funny, job. It's a yeah. funny cast, and those guys mm-hmm. are hilarious, man. Yeah. Yeah. like yeah. I'm,
0: I'm excited to see it. All right. I finally got around to seeing Jungle Book. Yes. Now what oh, did wow. you think? Um it's so it's been a while since I've seen the original right. animated one from the seventies. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of went into it. It's 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 barely and I don't this isn't a slam on the film. It's just so different. It's just a whole new thing. Cause it's 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 live action kinda, mm-hmm. you know. Um mm-hmm. but it is a lot of CG. The other one it's so different because the other one was just a Disney seventies animated musical. It was right. more about the songs. Mm-hmm. This had a couple songs in it, but I liked it. Like it was suspenseful. I was, um, I liked the effects. Uh, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty fun. It was pretty entertaining. I didn't see it in 3d, um, which I could see that could be kind of cool. Um, actually, you know, I know some people didn't like the celebrity voices. I didn't mind the celebrity voices. I thought it, it,
1: yeah, the original Jungle Book was actually sixty seven. was right. even earlier. Than right, the so sixty seven. Yeah. So
0: it's real, like classic right. Disney. Wow. Um, and this, I think they did a good job of sort of uh, rebooting or reimagining this, whatever you want to call it. And I and I like it
1: looked photorealistic. It, That's what was so amazing.
0: That was impressive because, mm-hmm. you know, it. I mean, it says something about the technology and then yes. how they used it. But I, I don't know. I I found I, I left going. Well, this is this. Kids are going to love this, right? Like I bet you, kids are going to really have a blast with this movie as well. They should because that's what the first one was, mm-hmm. and your kids liked it,
1: I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's it's um, yeah. I mean, I don't want to get into any spoilers because we talked a little bit about on the last episode about kind of some different endings or whatever. But um, you know, and I like how they made um. The the big uh, Christopher Walken's character, um, they, King
3: Louis. King Louis. Yeah. They mm-hmm. made
0: him big and scary. Yes, like that scene uh-huh. was like wow. I <laughs> was yep. I was mm-hmm. I was definitely I was scared, and I liked what Idris Elba did, and I really
1: he was really menacing. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was so really a menacing,
0: really good job. and and the like nobility of Ben Kingsley's character mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. I love Bill Murray. I, I thought it was really I don't know. It was a, it was a really cool. It's a really cool kids movie, and I can see like, you know, it's a cool story, and I think it's you know it's cool that kids today can can watch this and and get something out of it.
3: Um, I look, I uh, the first thing that I I was thinking when I was watching it is, my God, John Favreau, what a I know unbelievable career to ju- to go from swingers to this like i mean I, 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 swingers I, to iron man I know, to the, right. i mean just mm-hmm. the I, guy
1: is a, is a genius he's I, amazing in I the for- middle is like chef and maid you know yeah
0: <laughs> i forgot yeah. at the end of the movie when they showed have directed and i was like god and i had that same thing i went this is the same guy that did iron man
3: yeah it's, it's like unbelievable it so different yeah
0: and he really he does the thing that that is not easy for some directors to do. Some directors kind of always make their t- like type of movie, and that's not a slam necessarily. Right, but they're. Like a Wes Anderson movie is a Wes Anderson movie.
3: Yeah. Right. Tim Burton movie is a Tim Burton movie. Exactly. And that's fine. And that's right. that's like sometimes a Tim Burton movie is not Tim Burton-y enough. Yeah. And we go, well, yeah. uh, you and know, that, that's big eyes. You're like, why isn't it weirder? Yeah. You know, and it's just you, not weird enough. Tim Burton is a good
1: example of where it's it's always a Tim Burton movie, but where it fails is when he do re, does remakes, and when it mm. succeeds is a lot of times is when he does original. Right. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: And that's the thing is, i and I'm. I was really, I was really digest- I watched all the credits, you know, and I was just going, God, John Favreau. He Every really-
1: visual effects artist on the planet worked on that film.
0: Yeah, and he <laughs> yeah, really yeah. understands, though, how he's one of those directors that goes, "Oh, this is the genre of movie that I'm making, so it needs to be this." You know, it needs right. to have those. This exactly. is a kids. This is a kind of an animated kids movie. So I'm just going to make the the action more with the technology that we have today, unlike 50 years ago. I'm going to make it more, you know, uh, uh, up to speed on that, and you know,
1: he understands the genres he's working in, even when he moves.
0: Exactly, exactly. When he like like Chef, he goes, "I'm making a little quiet, little low budget movie about food and a guy kind of restarting his life." And he goes, "So that's all character driven. Mm -hmm. It's all about the characters and the interaction, and it really it's it's takes place on a food truck, right." So I'm going to make that movie. I'm not going to try to make that movie bigger. Right. You know, Iron Man is Iron Man. It's $100 (laughs) million of giant show business franchise. So So fucking do it. Blow it out, but Mm -hmm. still keep, you know, he's really good at, at,
3: at characters and story. And he's a lot like what Spielberg was like in the, like in the beginning where these huge, amazing epics, but with, with enormous crazy things happening, but then the, the human element is still so fresh and so, uh, you know, well-written and the acting is like on point, you know? Well, that's like like all
0: these big, some of these action directors, why they always sort of the ones that miss the mark is because they miss that. Yeah. They're just about the effects and they're yeah. like, well, we'll have these two-dimensional stereotypical cliches run around and say cliche lines and blah, blah, blah. Just get them to the end where they save the day. And Sure. And- well, like
3: You remember the first Transformers uh, with, it, with Michael Bay? Spielberg was involved in right. that movie. And you can feel Spielberg all over that movie. It's the parents. It's yeah. Shia LaBeouf and the parents of so that whole relationship. That's Spielberg. That's not Michael Bay's work. Yeah, Michael like,
0: Bay afterwards is a fucking bag of dicks.
3: Right. But then, <laughs> but then all the crazy giant blow-up stuff that's that's all michael bay stuff yeah and then you watch the rest of the movies and spielberg's nowhere near them and they get weird you know (laughs) (laughs) it gets weird that's being generous Um, uh here's (laughs) here's my only problem with jungle book is uh uh, because i i I went to go see it i saw it with my family and and we all had a, a wonderful time watching it but I have one. Here is my one issue. Did you guys see that Planet of the Apes? Uh, re, the 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 last one that they did, the uh, Return of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn or what? Or Dawn, what Dawn, Dawn, Dawn yes. of the Planet of the mm-hmm. Apes. Okay, so the way they shot Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is they took people um, out to the forest and they put them in in the mocap, in the mo-cap suit. suits, mm-hmm. and then they shot them in the forest, right? Which is why it looked so phenomenally real. Mm-hmm. My issue is... And then Avatar... Which was a phenomenal movie, right? Was all shot on mm, green right. screen, right? It was all it looked blue great. screen, yeah. It, it looked, looked great. great, yeah. But it was a great, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a blue, but it's a blue screen, like green screen right. movie, right? Mm-hmm. Where n- there's nothing real. It's all it's all mocap people on giant stages, right? Without a script, right? Go ahead.
0: Yes, <laughs> horrible dialogue,
3: right? Horrible <laughs> dialogue, but still <laughs> problem. So this movie was done that way, where it's an actor running around on a giant green screen, green screen, they shot yeah.
0: Downtown LA,
3: yeah, right. It sure did it. It sure as hell felt like th- for me. I was like, the jungle doesn't look real. The anna like the the jungle and the animals mm-hmm. all look ex- like exactly the same. They all look like the same kind of fake mm-hmm. CG looking. So sometimes the animals would look better and sometimes they, they didn't look so great. No, and I, it was, it was tricky for me because it all, it like, at least with, with uh, Donna, Donna, the planet of the apes, like you have a real background. So you're comping in these creatures into a real background and sometimes you can f- you can feel the depth sometimes when you're looking at things of how f- what what that. distance looks like. That's yes. a good point. And mm-hmm. that 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 was bothering me. That's a weird thing to be bothered by, but you know. No,
0: I, that's a, that's actually a good point because on some of the close-ups I was like, "Oh, that looks like they actually built a fake jungle on a sound stage." Right. right. Or and, just
1: the log that he's sitting
0: on. Right. Mm-hmm. And that looks like, "Oh, that wide shot is all CG." Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like and and um it didn't I guess it didn't take me out of it as much. And normally that does really take me out of things. Yeah. Because I think I was so just given over to the- uh, kids, yeah, talking animals. Well, the Fabro right. does a great job,
3: and right. Disney yeah. does a great job. But every once in a while, there's a little little bit of something where you're like, that's a, "Oh, that's a that's oh a distance analogy. doesn't look right, or something doesn't mm-hmm.
0: that's you know. so right Depth because that's what made yeah.
3: the this, these last two Planet of the
0: Apes movies so amazing to me in terms of technology, but also what then it did make for the acting because you've got. You're the actor. I'm acting against someone, even though they're in a mocap outfit, I'm still acting against you. So there was that emotion and everything. And it it felt where, and this is a tough order. We talked about it a little after after you saw it, Chris, on the episode, Mm -hmm. where, you know, this is a young kid. Right. right. With no acting experience and right. I think he did the best job he could be. He was great. I love right. that kid. I thought he was great. Cuz that's a tough gig for a seasoned actor. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Run around on a green or blue sounds cuz I guess apparently this one they yeah, did. So on they, did blue, blue. they did blue. Because of the green. But it's,
3: not, it's not like look, they're not going to throw Gary Shandling in a you know, they wouldn't. God rest his soul. But yeah. they're not. They weren't going to throw Gary Shandling in a mocap suit so and throw him on the ground in a jungle. Yes. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's not. That's not going to happen. <laughs> and I totally get that. But there are there are uh, but, moments where right. it, you know, yeah.
1: you it, know, it, it, Andy Circus, he'll be there.
3: Yeah. And you know what? Uh Jim Henson's Creature Shop came in and did some uh puppeting stuff mm-hmm. throughout the movie to to help the actors like have something right. to play off of. But yeah, there's little things in there where, you know, it was I thought it was a great movie and I thought the music was fantastic. Yeah. And I loved hearing Christopher Walken do uh uh, you know, uh uh, the song, the song. I want to be like yeah, you. Yeah, be like you. Mm-hmm. Oh, so amazing. And, uh, and Bill Murray was, a, was amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he oh did really man, I, I adore I love... him. He's yeah. So overall, I think it was fun. And I, like if you have kids and haven't seen it, I'd take your kids. Yeah. To see yeah. It. They're, they're
1: going to really enjoy it.
0: Hey, now it's time for another Spare Min. Uh Download the Spare Men app, you guys, and you can uh, talk to friends without giving out your phone number. They're, uh, it's a really cool app. It's free. And, uh, it's you can say, hey, you know, go to Spare Men, follow me. Like I'm at Graham, I'm at Graham. You're at Chris J. Mancini, and then you can have conversations with people.
1: Yeah. I'm at CFN Chris, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh it's a really cool app. It's free, it's in uh, you know, Apple Android and all that They're in their app stores. So download it. And uh here is David Huntsberger.
1: I think you called him in the space cave.
0: I call him in a space cave, uh talking about why he likes Snowpiercer. So here is A Spare Man from David Huntsberger.
4: Hello. Hello, Graham Elwood. Oh, we've got David Huntsberger here for A Spare Man. Uh, David, what movie do you want to talk about? Well, Graham, I'm glad you've asked. I <laughs> uh, recently watched a movie that I was somewhat prompted to do by one of those. Uh, Artic- not articles. Yeah, I guess it's an article, like a link online that I, I saw that said, you know, like the, the 10 uh, best movies on Netflix that you haven't seen or something like that. So I clicked it and then I had seen, you know, three or four of them. And I'm always skeptical clicking on those sorts of links because I feel like uh, they're going to be way off. But of the movies that I had seen, I did like them. So I thought, oh, this is kind of in my wheelhouse. These are These are movies I did enjoy. So I will... Uh, examine this list further, and one of them was a Snowpiercer, which oh. I think in the article it kind of said, you know, like it was there was some like uh, confusion as to why it didn't do better in the theaters, why there wasn't a bigger release for it. It just seems like um, a theater movie, and it seems like one that would have caught on and done better, and yet for some reason uh, it didn't. And so I watched it and had that same feeling of like, yeah, this should have been. This should have been more of a, a more of a success. It starts Chris Evans, who I'm not all that familiar with. I, you know, the original um, uh, Fantastic Four, I I saw that, thought he was fine, but he didn't really jump out to me as sort of like he right. could play like a gritty kind of guy. And the story involves this train. So it's a post-apocalyptic thing that I think that probably pushes people away to some degree, like, oh, boy, another one of these. But the world has frozen over, and there's kind of like – uh, a Kurt Vonnegut element of like Ice Nine that is frozen over the entire planet. It's uninhabitable, but they all, the remaining people live on this train. And we meet Chris Evans at the back of the train, which is where like the poorest members of society live. And so right. there is a bit of a an allegory, I guess, or um, a metaphor there that the uh, the people in the train at the front are doing fine and the people at the back, they're being fed this horrible food and they're they're all tattered and they've lost limbs and and they're freezing and and they're trying to mount a resistance to get up to the front of the train and establish communication and kind of right the wrongs. And in a lot of ways, you know, like how contemporary American society there is this discord with people feeling like, Hey, you, you people with all the money, you're this is unfair this is we can't live like this anymore and but it's not heavy handed. The movie doesn't really draw on that too much. It just follows this group of people as they attempt, led by Chris Evans to traverse from the back of the train to the front, which doesn't sound all that exciting, but the set pieces car to car are really interesting the, the mm-hmm. not gimmicks but the methods they use, I guess or the What's the right word there? Like the yeah, the, I, well, I mean, I think that's that's the interesting thing that
0: you hear about this movie because when you just say what the movie's about, I think it, it's prone to people going, "What?" Like Captain America's on some weird ice train, but then <laughs> everyone that I've talked to has the same reaction you had, which is really the set pieces. It's really cool. It does have good social commentary. It does have a sense of humor about it, um, and and it's
4: sort of the the post apocalyptic. It, it's a it's a new twist on a post-apocalyptic world right yeah that's how I would I would put it that way definitely and it has it it just feels um like it could have been a story from long ago you know and now it's been rebooted it feels like um there are like biological elements to it that are fascinating and I I thought it was done in an intelligent way and it looks cool the fight sequences are cool and and what you think is going to happen kind of scene to scene it defies your expectations a little bit that way. It'll kind of go left when you think it's going to go right, fairly, um, like um, consistently, which I like. So I would recommend it. I think it's definitely worth watching on Netflix. The ending, and I, by the ending, I mean like legitimately, like the final two frames, leave a little bit to be desired. Other than that, I I thought it was great. So fun movie to 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 watch at home. Yeah, definitely. If you have some time. And you're a little skeptical, like Snowpiercer, the, lame, the name is a little lame and All right. post-apocalyptic, but give it a chance. I think you'll like it. Chris Evans is good. I'll watch him in future stuff, because I think All he, right. he pulls it off.
0: David Hunsberger for Snowpiercer on The Spare Man. Thanks, David. Thanks, dude. Later. Okay. Interesting. Yep. How he found it through yeah. the crazy Facebook uh, suggestions or whatever. All right. That was The Spare Man with David Huntsberger.
1: No, um, I would lose it. Okay. All now, right. speaking of uh, not enjoying films,
0: uh, uh, let's, let's, let's talk to Mother's. Mother's Day. The poster looked dumb.
3: Oh, God.
1: <laughs> this is, look. There are First people. Of all, thank you for seeing this film.
3: Of course, You're a gentleman and a scholar. Yes. <laughs> no, it's you know what I was going to see it anyway. It's <laughs> guys like look. There are people. There are people who are like uh, super super fans of right. genres and of different things. I I saw Gods of Egypt in the theater. Okay, wow. I, I saw Bucky Larson with Nick Swartzen like that movie. <laughs> You Being know that the movie where he plays the yes. porn actor with the fake yeah. teeth and the I I go see Everything I'm so disappointed that Sandler's movies aren't airing in the theater anymore and they're only on Netflix because I used to make that. It was a thing I'd go, I saw Jack and Jill in the theater. Oh my god, like I'm obsessed! And I go to the biggest possible screen and I will watch it. I'll pay the most amount of money to go in the biggest movie screen. I want to watch it at, at the Chinese in the biggest day. Well, you gotta fucking, see Mother's Day in IMAX. Oh, you yeah. need to see it in the biggest po- and like see it in the middle. It'll, you'll see it on like a middle of the afternoon when there's like six people. Bring your friends and then just talk shit the whole way through the movie. That because is, that's what I do. I bring a bunch of comedians. And we all sit around and we all talk throughout the whole movie. Because you're the only one in the theater. We're the only people there. That yeah. is there's a, somebody honestly, there. Honestly, that is so much fun. I
0: remember it's we did that a, a lot time. when we first moved to L.A. There was like, mm-hmm. like a group of comics like – Paul F. Tompkins yep, and, and Pat Oswalt. Oh, yeah. We'd all just, and there's, there is nothing like watching a bad movie and just making jokes. There's yeah. nothing like it. You go, Wait,
3: well, oh my God. What did he say? What did the, what did your friend say? And then they whisper the joke. Yeah. Down yeah, yeah, <laughs> and everyone laughs. Oh God, it's so damn good. It's so good. The movie's horrible. Yeah. It's a horrible, horrible so how movie. How do they
1: even make a
3: premise?
0: Let me run. What is run, Gary Marshall yeah. doing? Why look, is he look. like, is a flag day in the pipeline?
3: I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, that's everything that was going through my head was what happened to Gary Marshall. Right. What happened to Gary Marshall that he went from making amazing films to making this film? We're we're wrong about this. It's not it's it's not Gary Marshall. Gary Marshall didn't make great movies. He made like a great movie. It's Penny Marshall that made great movies. She made a league of their own. She made <laughs> great phenomenal movies (laughs) gary marshall has made a lot of fucking garbage for a long time he made that (laughs) he's made a lot i mean a lot of bad there's been a lot of bad movies for a while like i started going back through his history because i'm a look i i love gary marshall i'm a i'm a you know i i do a i do a gary marshall impression uh you know like Like, look, okay, let's, I'm gonna just go back. Let's just take a minute so that everybody's clear on Gary Marshall's history. Is that okay? Can we talk about this for a second? Yes. All right, so as a director, Gary Marshall started off with uh, Happy Days, directed an episode or a couple episodes of that, then a couple episodes of Mork and Mindy, a uh, little Laverne and Shirley. Then he did a movie called Nothing in Common, uh, which was a Jackie Gleason Tom movie. Tom Hanks movie. Right, Tom Hanks movie. Then he did Overboard, which is a great movie. He did The Flamingo Kid, which is right. a young, young Matt Damon, or uh, not Matt, uh, Matt um, ah, shit. Oh, Flamingo Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's a, big, that's a great, that's Matt a great film. Matt Dillon. Yes. Yeah. Beaches, wind beneath my wings. I mean, come on, you are the wind. Okay, uh, pretty, he did Pretty Woman, which is uh, one of the greatest movies of all time. Then Frankie. <laughs> I love that movie, it's such sure. a huge. That's, I always, I envy. Being her. a prostitute
0: is great. I it's always easy. envy. I,
3: I'd love to spend some time with Richard Gere. Um, mm-hmm. Then uh, Frankie and Johnny, kind of a little bit of a step down, and then he did a movie called Exit to Eden with Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, where she played a uh, uh, a cop. It was her and Dan Aykroyd, and they played like cops. Um, oh, and and, she and puts they, sm gear. They put and SNM gear. That's like that's when it started getting weird and then it just like kept getting more weird. He did uh Dear God, which was a Greg Kinnear movie which was kind oh, of weird. I remember that. The yeah. Other Sister, which mm-hmm. was about two people uh with down syndrome that fall in love, um played by Giovanni Ribisi and uh and uh Juliet Lewis. Lewis mm-hmm. Yes. And then he started doing all the Princess Diaries movies. He directed all right. those, like Princess Diaries, Princess Diaries 2. Uh, then he did Georgia Rule, which was the big fight with Lindsay Lohan, where she was a huge, giant piece of shit on yeah. set and everyone hated mm-hmm. her. And then he started doing these movies Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, Mother's Day. That's when he, like, it. It's not like he has an amazing history of like 50. It's not like he's Woody Allen. It's not like he's Penny Marshall, who is like, who her movie history, phenomenal. Right. Like, she's amazing. He, his, a lot of his shit is, 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 is bad. It's a lot of bad stuff. You like,
0: mean the guy that did Runaway Bride isn't the, uh, what?
3: <laughs> no, I mean, like, <laughs> and like it it kind of feels like at some point maybe he had like a stroke and then it just all all the decisions became terrible. Like I don't know what happened <laughs> over there, but something became bad. It's really an enjoyable movie to watch because of how horrendous it is and you know that no one okay here's the thing nobody that's in that movie knows what it's like to be a human being they all they're (laughs) all playing it they're all alien creature monsters from another planet it's all exposition all the dialogue is exposition well jennifer aniston must be in it jennifer aniston is let me explain to you the plot of this movie very quickly okay so in the movie (laughs) jennifer aniston uh plays a woman whose husband has just uh Uh, Her husband tells her something And she doesn't know Oh maybe there's a uh, Maybe he's interested in, in getting back together Timothy Oliphant plays her husband Who by the way is a gorgeous gentleman. Okay, so you're a really good actor. Yeah, very good, good very love good. Justified. Love the guy. Love and the guy. Deadwood. Super cool. Yeah, I was on Deadwood. I was uh, I was on last season of Deadwood. I did the whole season as a cowboy. I like lived up there, <laughs> oh my and I watched God. Timothy I think she was a cowboy. I oh yeah, no, I was like in uh, in the with the cowboy hat and I, covered in mud, living in the in the in the middle of that uh, town with all those weirdos. It was great. It was a good time. <laughs> um, all right, so here here's here's the uh, the plot line. Plot line is Jennifer Aniston plays uh, a mother of two. Uh, She's recently divorced or separated, recently divorced or separated, separated from Timothy Oliphant, okay? That's her, and she's like a designer, like a interior designer. That's her whole storyline, okay? She's separated from him, hoping that they get back together, okay? That's her whole storyline. Kate Hudson... story. (laughs) Kate Hudson plays a woman who's married to an Indian uh, uh, gentleman uh, from The Daily Show, a very phenomenal actor named... uh, Asif Mandvi? Asif Mandvi? Okay, so he's uh, he's on The Daily Show. He's a correspondent. They play... uh, uh, husband and wife but th- he like she's kept him in the dark about her big secret okay all right she's got big secret uh-oh right mm-hmm. she what has could a, it be she has a sister this is played by sarah chalk who was on Scrubs. roseanne and yeah and uh the second becky okay mm-hmm. she's she plays a lesbian with a son uh and she's married to cameron esposito a stand-up comedian that we yeah. probably know right so they play a lesbian couple. They have a big secret. Everyone's got a big secret. Oh, what's the big secret? What's the reveal? The big secret is is that their parents are not in a mental institution. Their parents are massive, racist, conservative piles of shit, basically. Okay? So... <laughs> That's the big (laughs) secret that they've been keeping from their significant others and their families is that they have parents who live in in Texas that are conservative Republican pieces of shit. Racist, racist saying that uh, when we finally meet Margot Martindale, who plays the mother, she calls Asif Mandvi a towelhead three seconds into meeting him. And like it's a it's written as a joke. Like Gary Marshall wrote it as a comedy joke and it fucking dies like every she they write so much racist shit there's so many racist jokes for the parents to say about this Indian actor and every single joke is Horrendously racist and not funny, in like not in like a being politically correct way, like it, they're just not good jokes, they're just horrible, doesn't make any sense. Why don't you go back to where the sand is? Like, uh. horrible, hor- like it's like it's crazy. So, they're not even creative, racist. No, it's not even creatively funny, racist. So, maybe it's they were embarrassed not that their
0: parents are racist, but just that they're unfunny. It's a yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, that could be it.
1: That could be it. We and then visit our parents, they have horrible dialogue. I, this That's is my exactly favorite it. thing
0: about a dumb rom com is okay. the contrived there's this big oh my god you could never and it's always something that in regular life you just go oh yeah i got crazy racist parents oh yeah me too i got an uncle that lives yeah, in- yeah. yeah. Like, that's it
3: that's <laughs> it. It solves the whole thing it's it. Yeah. it solves
0: the whole problem <laughs> yeah. the whole movie everyone uh, has a racist someone and there's somewhere yes of course oh yeah oh yeah.
3: here so and then we've got uh of course that's the that's three storylines right at this point uh fourth storyline uh, oh there and there's a fifth uh, oh my but God. the the fourth one. How long read. was this movie? A uh, n- n- little too long. Yeah, little too long. Um, the fourth storyline is, of course, Jason Sudeikis. Jason Jason Sudeikis plays a an ex army sergeant who has two kids whose wife played by Jennifer Garner, died uh, in battle and um, and was addicted to uh, karaoke. Loved doing karaoke for, uh, for her man. So why do we know that? Because he likes to watch old videos of her in the barracks doing karaoke for him, okay? Um, my favorite line, one of my favorite lines in the whole movie is she does a message after singing karaoke to him through a videotape. I don't know what's happening. She sings to him. Karaoke, and then she goes, Tell my two chubbos I can't wait to see them, referring to her children as my two chubbos.
0: So that's my, her my nickname. Guess, so Gary Marshall is just sitting around and going, uh, You know what? The, the wars are big. Let's put a vet Let's in do a-
2: something
3: with the chubbos. And, uh, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Okay, so this is, this is the
1: directing equivalent of an old man going, Get off my lawn.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's just the worst. (laughs) It's the worst thing that's happened. uh,
0: Cast, too. The whole.
3: The whole cast. Everybody's white. But when when they're not white, you feel bad for them for being in the movie. Right. You're like, (laughs) I can't believe that you ended up in this. This is just an embarrassing situation for you. Um, There's. Okay, there's. There's another storyline in the movie. Uh, Julia Roberts is actually like uh, she's in. So Julia Roberts, that's the big uh, other storyline. Julia Roberts plays, like, a QVC lady that sells jewelry. Oh, my God, that's great. So great.
1: So every plot device from the 70s and 80s are put into this movie.
3: Yes, absolutely. So she has a daughter that she gave up for adoption that she's never met. And, of course, we meet that daughter in the movie. And she's she's, uh, dating a British stand-up comedian... That and they have a baby together, but they won't get married because she's afraid of getting married because she's never met her mother. She doesn't want to get married and commit, which doesn't make any sense until she meets <laughs> her mother, Julie Roberts. Okay, so so the, all of this is distracting, very distracting because her baby that she's holding in every scene is hands down the fucking ugliest baby. <laughs> you have ever seen in your life. The ugliest I've never seen a baby that looks like, I don't know what, I don't know whose baby this is. I don't know what's the matter. There's a problem with this baby, you, I'm telling you. Do you, you think it the, was
1: a visual effect? In,
3: <laughs> it's, a, it's a CG baby. Yeah. With a, it looked like uh the character that's like Quaid in fucking Total Recall. It's this horrifying monster <laughs> baby, and they're holding the baby in like close up frame shots, and the baby's just like <laughs> and every shot. I'm like, it was killing my brain. I was like, I was dying laughing. And then, like, there's like he always throws a bunch of random people into it, but he puts a dwarf into this movie as the that girl's boss in the uh, in the restaurant, and the dwarf, uh, his name, his character's name is Shorty. So there's a bunch of short jokes about the dwarf. It's just like, it's like the laziest, worst written pile of shit movie. I've seen it in a long time. I mean wow. it beats out the conversations between Ashton Kutcher and uh um uh what's her name? His agent? Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, in the last in the last movie, the New Year's Eve movie, it was the girl from uh, Glee, oh. the main yeah, yeah. the main girl that was in Glee uh who I can't remember uh what her name is. But yeah, I mean it's just it just beats out Every horrible thing you can possibly imagine. Um, I'd like to read you some of my favorite quotes very quickly. If I can, I don't want to take too long. No, go right ahead. (laughs) But I think it's important that we discuss uh, certain moments in the film now that you have an an understanding. There is a scene uh, in which Jason Sudeikis is uh, coaching a soccer game and a girl is texting on her phone. And he says, hey, there's no texting in soccer. There's crying and laughing, but there's no texting and soccer. Wow. He's calling back he's his calling, daughter's joke. He's calling back d- Penny Marshall's joke. Yeah. Who I, is it his daughter or sister. is it his sister? It's his it sister. 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 No, let's he's, just, let's he's be been, generous. And look, Gary Marshall's <laughs> been old for a million years. Yeah. He looks like he could be, a, it's fine. Um, okay, uh, here's a couple, here's another great one. There's a moment of exposition where Jennifer Aniston is sitting in her car and uh, she yells out the entire plot of the movie in exposition oh. in her car while people are walking around. That's good. Which is amazing. I, I, I loved it. Uh, there's a, uh, the, there's stuff like they cut to a birthday party, and when you see the birthday party and the camera comes down on the birthday party as it's coming down you hear this is the voice over you hear camera's coming down on a birthday party and you hear it's a party with a slide and a llama and balloons you just hear that. Wow, really? Like, it's like, it's all, it's all exposition. It's like, it's like, it's made for, like, aliens to watch this movie. Like, it's like, it's like they're explaining everything, the whole, okay. Um, this, is a actual, this is an actual line of dialogue. A clown says to, Jennifer Aniston says, what do you think I should do? Oh, here's the best part. Fucking Jennifer Aniston was just, uh, People Magazine just said that she is the most beautiful woman in the world, right? Or beautiful woman. And it happened at one point just read no, sure. no 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 just like like a month ago they were wow. like wow jennifer aniston most beautiful woman in, in america most mm-hmm. beautiful woman in the world um five minutes into this movie timothy oliphant is like hey jennifer i gotta talk to you all right we have to have a little talk i know that we were married but it's important we talk right now she's like oh my god what is it does he want to get back together and he's like i'm marrying a 21 year old like four seconds into the movie and you're like, Hey, guess what? Jennifer Aniston, not the hottest woman in the world. (laughs) Guess who is that 21 year old who is fine as hell. Like she's gorgeous. She's a beautiful, and that's uh, how you say. I'm marrying a 21 year old. That's what he said. I am marrying a 21 year old. Like it's, 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 it's horrible. She, uh, at, at some point takes comfort in a clown, uh, at the party she like is upset she's right. like my kids are gonna get more interested in this 21 year old than in uh, in me uh, what do you think and the clown says love is a lot like a bottomless hanky it's it's uh also a lot like a bottomless cup of coffee or a bottomless love of a mother and her child and she says thank you clown and then she hugs him and it's like a real moment. <laughs> what? And you're like, how? Uh, what? How is it? Was this movie written in like Spanish and translated? <laughs> like, what the fuck happened <laughs> while they were making this this horrible, horrible movie? They even I'm, I'm gonna end uh, end this by just saying there is a big climax in the film. Um, and by big climax, I mean you know kind of a bullshit climax, where all the characters end up in the racist father's RV. Oh, and guess hi- Jinx, the brakes have gone. The brakes aren't working ah. and they're going to crash no. and they're wow. being chased down by a bunch of uh, police officers and the police officers are chasing them. And Cameron Esposito is driving a, a car uh, with a float attached to it, shaped like a vagina. Okay. And, and they're, ch- this is real thing. And they're chasing. And then the cop gets out of the car. Guess who it is? Comedy legend, Larry Miller. Okay. Ah. really. And, and you know what he says? His line is, Hey, Who's got the registration for the vagina? Oh, that's the Larry movie Miller. that just happened. So if you get a chance to go watch this, and and then stay for the closing credits because there's music and all the songs in the closing credits, including the opening credits, the songs are literally "It's Mother's Day, a day for mothers. Loving your mother is a great day for mothers." It's like it doesn't. <laughs> it. It's like it's your, your 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 brain, your brain will shit the bed while you're watching this movie.
2: Oh, you're like, great. if
3: you can make it through that movie and feel like everything makes sense, God bless you. I can't. I can't do it. I loved it. I had the best, worst time ever. All right. Oh, my God. All right. Let's, yeah.
1: all right well, then, let's talk about uh, the trailers that we were looking at. Uh, the Batman Killing Joke trailer. This looks... Classic novel. Awesome. Classic graphic novel from uh, Alan Moore.
0: Which, I love it. I love the graphic novel. This looks great. Um, I actually was surfing with a guy who used to, one of the director's of the original Batman animated series. Whoa. And I was like, dude, that's I love that. That's awesome. He goes, yeah, you're in the right age group. <laughs> he's
4: like, wow. he's like, he
0: was like, yeah, you were in your 20s when this was a couple of years ago? Yeah, that. And I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, that was great. Yeah. This looks awesome. I'm pumped up for it. It's rated R. It is rated one R. The first animated ones that's rated R, am I right?
1: It's definitely the first one. They're Usually, they started PG, then they went to PG-13, and this is definitely the first. Is this getting a theatrical release? Probably not. Generally, the- the, yeah, so the cool. all with, over it. they've had such great success with just releasing the, these straight to video it's probably where it's going wow. um although i can't remember did uh i wonder if the dark knight was our i can't remember now if that was like a hard pg-13 i don't know uh, you mean
0: the nolan movies uh, no
1: the um when they adapted two animated movies they did frank miller's oh, graphic that's a good novel. that's a that's a great question um, because that one was really uh that one was pretty brutal. Uh but this one it, it's interesting cuz they use a um a more classic character design so it kind of looks like a little bit of the older Batman, but it's it's definitely, obviously, much darker in, in tone. And it looks so really it's cool. It lo- yeah, it looks really good. I love and that
3: Hamill's doing
1: it. Yeah, so. I know. Mark Hamill came back for the oh. voice of the Joker. And then, is it Kevin Conroy came back for Batman, too? Yeah, I think it's yeah. The, yeah. All, the whole cast. It's, it looks it looks really good. I'm really excited to see it. Um, I would recommend not letting your children see it. Yeah, yeah this is an adult. Yeah, thing, this man. is an this is an adult animated uh, film, for sure. Um Okay, and the next one is uh, Snowden. Now, this is uh, Oliver Stone trying desperately to remain relevant. Uh, (laughs) Hashtag JGL. Yeah, hashtag JGL.
0: uh, Playing Edward Snowden.
1: And the trailer, when you look at it, too, it's so heavily dramatized that it's making it look more like a fiction film, which I I don't think is necessary because it's such a compelling, amazing story. Um, I don't know if you need to kind of put all these crazy, you know, fiction narrative devices in. Um. so I am looking forward I'm still going to go see it I love JGL and I love the story
0: and you know, why I'm is, really curious. Why is about Joseph
3: this? doing a like a like a weird voice in the movie? He's kind of doing like that's a... that's the
0: thing that's peculiar. He doesn't need to do that.
3: No, no. he's doing like a low voice, like oh, I'm uh, hello, I am. Uh, he's doing definitely an impression Edward of, of Edward Snowden,
0: Edward Snowden which and is it's is so it?
1: not it's necessary. A, yeah. It's you know, I I get it. You're an actor playing a uh, a real person. You don't have to look and sound or try to look and sound exactly like him.
3: Well, it's an inter- it's just an interesting. It's a, I mean, look, Steve Hofstetter looks like, you know him, you know, that Yeah, comedian? yeah. he yeah. looks like Edward Snowden. Yeah. Like that, like that's what <laughs> Edward Snowden looks like. He doesn't look like, uh, you know, you know, uh,
2: Joseph Gordon, Joseph Lester. Gordon Lester. 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 Yeah.
0: You know, it's funny. Cause, cause. When I was watching this trailer, I was like, it's one of these movies where I want this to be good. I want to see a dramatized version of this. Yeah. But then I go, oh. I'm watching the trailer going, I feel like I should just go yeah. watch Citizen Four again. You know, I documentary. <laughs> I get
1: that Peter O'Toole doesn't look exactly like T.E. Lawrence. That's That's okay with me.
2: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but a it, wacky
3: accent—I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it'll work. I don't know. It's just a trailer, and you know, and it's weird seeing him do a voice. We've never seen him do a voice in, or change his voice really in a in a movie. So let's, you know, that's a good point. We'll give him a, we'll give him a shot. It might be the kind of thing where it. And I've had this happen with movies where
0: you're watching it first, like on oh, this is weird, and then fifteen twenty in, I'm like,
1: you kind of get used. I'm fine.
0: To it. Yeah, I'm good with it because if the story is compelling enough, and
1: your brain adjusts, you know, your ears I adjust. want.
0: You know, if this is the resurgence of Oliver Stone by like, here's his new conspiracy, like a modern day one that's real and it's scary. And it looks like he's sort of, because we've talked about this before. It's such a weird thing to try to show what the internet is. Right, right. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? So it looks like he's attempting to show like, all these images that the NSA has access to on this giant screen. So that, I don't know, that might be compelling. And
1: here, here's what really, I don't know. It's here's what really, here's what really interests me about this movie. And I don't know how much of it. And again, I'd have to watch the documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see the documentary? Part of it. Part of it. Okay. I'd have to watch the whole thing again. What I like is the fact that, uh, yeah. <laughs> That now this movie shows the gradual change of from him just uh, being basically a genius and wanting to work for the CIA and the NSA to serve his country to actually right. make a difference, mm-hmm. and then having him turn around that like, oh, our government
3: shouldn't be doing
1: this, and then going off and starting WikiLeaks and all that right. stuff. So I'd,
0: I'd really like, I'm really
1: interested in seeing that part dramatized.
3: Where is Snowden now? I think it, he's still in Hong Kong, isn't he? Uh, wow. or yeah. China
0: or something like like he's he's you know they're trying to extradite him and they can't. And he's but he like,
1: has asylum somewhere. Yeah, Watch, wouldn't that be great if he was actually watching asylum and he was your uh, movie, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> asylum?
0: Well, he could be watching us yeah. because I don't have I don't have a piece of paper over my uh, camera on my. Oh wow! Computer.
1: Yeah, it could be on the red. Because that's could be the thing
0: off. that th- that he says in the documentary and that you see dramatized in this trailer is the NSA can access the camera in your phone in my laptop. And watch you do anything, when it's off, whatever. That's what's terrifying. That's that's why he blew the whistle. Is it? Are they still able to do it? Oh,
3: yeah. Oh god, that's so scary.
0: It's terrifying. Like they could look at anyone. The NSA is tapping all of our phones. Like it, and just most
1: likely Google is too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Google's doing it for sales. Yeah, yeah. The NSA was like, Oh, we need it
3: for security. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's it's weird. It's scary to think about what that they can
3: When I get advertised to on Facebook it <laughs> freaks me yeah
1: like how house. did you know i was just at that website yeah like i was yeah, ju-
3: like i go and look on ebay at stuff and then i go on uh, and then i go on facebook and it's like are you interested in buying a 1987 return of the jedi action figure and you're like how did you know how did you yes i do but how did you know
2: <laughs> is what? the shipping free but this <laughs> still freaks me out why are you doing
3: this to me <laughs> freaking out the whole time um All right, So So we're gonna
0: see. It sounds like we're all gonna see. Yeah, we're We're all gonna see. Yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's the best.
1: I love that guy. Both of these movies we'll be be watching. (laughs) Uh, Um, DVD and Blu-ray. Joy. Um,
0: Yeah, this was a Miss the Mark. Jennifer Lawrence uh, writing on Past Glory. Not bad, not Past Glory, but her reputation as a fine actress, and she is a fine actress. This movie just sort of probably yeah. got
1: greenlit on the package rather than sure. the script
3: yeah it's the writer director it's that combo yeah. Of, yeah yeah between him and her mm-hmm. and and them just kind of going like hey let's make a movie about something that uh no one gives a shit about yeah. and,
1: <laughs> and we want the same cast as silver linings playbook yeah. same writer director yeah. and then and then it was like an instant greenlight. well i don't even need it's, to read the script th- that, that movie should. felt
3: so overcast i'm so sorry for interrupting it just it felt so overcast it was yeah. like why are you why like hey let's make uh, you know uh, fucking John Goodman the doorman and let's make uh, (laughs) let's make Kathy Bates the lady that works at the Taco Bell like why why are you casting a million like it could have if that movie was made as an independent film with some very like uh, really interesting small people. It that like not small. You know what I'm saying? But like yeah. up and comers, up and coming actors and actresses. I think that could have been a very cool, or interesting, like, or yeah, movie. Or, or, or
0: exactly, or like, or like really solid character actors that have been around a while, but aren't sure. household names.
3: But you don't need to. You don't need to stack the deck that high in a movie right. like that because it takes away right. from whatever the story was. I don't remember. Like I, I watched that movie and I'm like why are you making a movie about a lady with a broom handle? Like I don't, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I, it, it's too distracting to have someone like, uh, you know, hunger games, Jennifer Lawrence doing hunger games and then immediately doing a movie like that. And then filling that out. It was just too much. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I felt like they overcast the shit out of yeah, that
0: Yeah. And that, I mean, I guess their strategy was right in the sense that they probably went, ah, oh, the script isn't great, but we're going to win, you know, we're going to get nominated. And they, they got a bunch of nominations yeah. just on that. everyone else's resume and it wasn't that great of a movie
3: no it wasn't that great Um, it wasn't that great uh fifth wave
1: now yeah this is the uh, twilight alien invasion movie did you see this in the theater
3: uh i did not see this in the theater um because i was uh i missed this one i just uh i'm sorry uh brit this is a brit who's the main actress in this movie chloe smith chloe grace oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah no, I didn't see this. I didn't see this movie. Tell me about this movie. Yeah, it's
1: it's Twilight Alien Invasion movie yeah. kind of thing. And uh, it's all trying to get the Twilight money or the Hunger Games money. And but it's, it, but Alien Invasion versus Yeah, but Invasion. And then, and then like, oh, where's the love triangle going to be? I'm like, oh, it's later. Okay, yeah. now I got it. Uh, so it, it was one of those movies too that came and went literally within weeks yeah. it did very poorly, I know my daughter wanted to see it, and sometimes you have to protect your children, not just from content, but from poor
3: quality entertainment yeah, you don't want sure.
0: out <laughs> knowing what, thinking that this is a good right. movie
2: yeah,
3: no, like, I, I look I I, uh, I, love bad movies, but uh, bad sci-fi movies, they really it, it it bothers me a little, those that's where I draw my line, that's where my line gets drawn at bad sci-fi Sci fi. <laughs> we'll
0: go to Mother's Day, but fifth way. Yeah, wave, I yeah no, like yeah. I'll
3: go watch Jack and Jill in the theater, mm. but I, cause like, because I want to <laughs> see the horrible nightmare that's happening on screen yeah. <laughs> and see like what these people spent all this time doing. Mm-hmm. But like shitty sci fi, that like messes with like my favorites. I, I love sci fi. Like, right. you know, I'm a massive Star Wars and Star Trek and Battlestar Galactica nerd. So, mm-hmm. you know, like when you start messing with the things I love, I, I, then I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch this. But like a family film that's horribly cast. It's really shitty. We're, <laughs> oh, come on! Bring it on! I'll go every time. I'll go every
0: Ridiculous, time. Ridiculous uh, plot devices. <laughs> oh, um, god You're in.
3: You're in. The brakes are out. Ah. <laughs> um, oh, god! So.
0: All right, spot spotlight, site spotlight. So
1: it's uh, a, a weekly film news, another great edition. You could check out um, uh, what Neil is doing on the site, and like I said, I wanted to say the Kickstarter has funded. You guys are awesome and amazing. You really supported and came up. We all had almost 500 backers what 4.99. That's amazing, 4.99. Uh, it ended uh, earlier this morning, and I, from the bottom of my heart, guys, thank you so so much. And uh, before I read these. Uh, um, horrifying comments that you guys yes, wrote <laughs> great. I want to mention one thing we had a couple more um, outreach people who were asking like what's going on in the comments section like a couple emails and then uh, one person actually emailed and said that, look if I back this I work for a library would you mind giving us an extra copy for the library and uh, uh, I said absolutely and I want to bring this point up um, Graham and I here at Comedy Film Nerds are very very supportive to um, libraries if any of you work at libraries and you want copies of any of the books we have sure. comedy film Arts, guide to movies pacify me we are more than happy to donate them yeah, yeah. that's and, so and, cool of you guys and uh, you know and when uh, long ago and far away is done absolutely we're more we than happy a university to donate them or yes. a
0: high school whatever man
1: yeah yeah no we're, we're happy to help so, and I do want to make one quick disclaimer. These are the most obscene of all the comments yes. we've gotten, so if you are easily offended, please uh fast forward, spoiler alert. These are offensive. Yes. And uh unbelievably entertaining. Here we go from Ben J. Now, if you fucksticks want to jump in your cockwagon and come to the UK sometime, I'll even treat you to some warm beer or a coconut vegan dribble juice or whatever the fuck it is you like. <laughs> Oh, my God. That was referring to me. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Keep up the good work. (laughs) Um, Wow. From Marcus Hodges. Almost there, Chris. Great job. Additionally, we now know that the proper usage of cockwagon is one word, not two. The two-word version comes out as cock wagon, and that is fucking unacceptable. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: oh my god. Craig Craig Rasmussen, uh, hear ye hear ye. His royal fuckness, rope spear McCockwagon, and this is the uh, the name we wanted you to put in the, the credits uh, to the comments, hath decreed all ye fucksticks across the land must henceforth rally thy towns and fellows to back the fuck out of this project. <laughs> and there was much rejoicing. <laughs>
0: Pam, it almost like you're sounding telling people to quit.
1: I know. <laughs> Pam Myers. Dear sirs, we shall soonish be watching a movie together. Oh, Pam Myers bought the Comedy Film Nerd spoiler uh, tier.
3: Really? Yes, Three of
1: them went. Three spoiler tiers we're oh, going to be doing.
3: Oh,
0: Pam, let us know what movie yeah. you want to watch.
1: Uh, you will be I'll be sending that info out with the um the surveys. I look forward to it, as should you, fuck nuts. <laughs> Seriously, I increased my pledge when I realized I couldn't let this opportunity go uh and the next one brian uh berkeley i am only mildly interested in this graphic novel but i am totally on board for a bulgarian made film adaptation of it <laughs> you oh can goodness. kickstart for that i am backer number one
0: so many inside jokes in here <laughs> wow we'll tell you all the story later he made a movie that went to bulgaria
3: <laughs> yeah. and then it, they ruined it, it was, oh they, my god this, like, this is amazing ryan <laughs> bernard
1: my ex-best friend is the mayor of my town, Ropesmere McCockinwagon. Today, he said to me, "That fucking nerd Mancini can't pronounce the word theater, and his Kickstarter will never fund." <laughs> 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 Guilty. Now we are mortal enemies. So I increase my pledge to prove that shit hammer wrong. Nice, uh, amazing. Ryan uh, Fenves. Colleen had a newfound confidence following the Gremlins incident, and Saturdays have never been the same for the McCockwagons. When Colleen and Robespierre came back from an evening on the town, Colleen slinked off to the bathroom to get ready. Robespierre went to the bedroom. It was going to be a night to remember. A few minutes later, the bathroom <laughs> door slowly lurched open. The light beamed into the dark room, leaving her in silhouette. Behind her legs hung the fuck stick. Her sultry voice asked, It's reverse cockwagon time. Hope you loosened up. I'm looking forward to the novel. Cheers! <laughs> oh my god! Um, and uh, who said to use the word uh, the name Colleen was that? Oh, that was uh, oh, that was uh, Jeff Tate. Yeah. He, <laughs> uh, David um, Tattooan. Long ago and far away, actually just across the bay, Robespierre Wagon held his weaponized fuckstick to the neck of his nemesis. After years of planning and brewing in hatred, his plan has worked. Suddenly, as the fucksticks prepares for a lethal blow, a cockneyed accent breaks the tense silence. Marfa? His nemesis muttered. What's all this then? exclaimed Robespierre. Why are you saying that name? <laughs> Oh my Just god. Just in time and out of nowhere, Colleen, the gunty love interest of McCockwagon's ent- enemy, arrives and reveals It's his mama's name, in it? <laughs> <laughs> Robespierre releases his foe and his crazy. fuck stick and walks away, <laughs> having learned a valuable lesson, whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> oh my god you guys are fantastic yeah Eric DeFrancis while I find the filth and profanity in these comments to be absolutely disgusting I believe it was Lenny Bruce who said take away the right to say fuck and you take away the right to say fuck Zack Snyder
3: (laughs) wow Uh,
1: good luck and godspeed to you and your cockwagon ride to hell
3: (laughs) this is amazing this is fantastic your fans
1: are the best yeah. they are
3: <laughs> holy crap
0: they write novels
1: yeah Andrew uh, Bowman ropes ropes McCumberbutton McCockwagon and I went to see the horrible fuckstick of a movie The Tree of Life and I Chris J. Mancini must say that I am hashtag TeamGram all the fucking way <laughs> and at the end Old Cockwagon
3: <laughs> you know who Andrew Bowman is do you know wait is that, uh, is that the guy from Nerdist is that one of their one of their guys uh, look it, it up Andrew be. Bowman yeah
1: um randall uh there's only 16 more so hang in oh my god oh, so uh, great. randall deaton the wind was howling as rope spear wagon stepped out of the shadows to confront his nemesis colleen he knew that she had absconded with all the powerful fuck sticks from his fortress cunt whistle keep <laughs> as he approached her silently from behind he turned while flourishing the artifact and shouting "Begone, foul garbage person that's it they uh uh, Dave Huntsburg
0: reference.
1: In <laughs> that moment, McCockwagon knew that his life was forfeit and eternal damnation in Bulgaria awaited him. None could stand before the might of Kalina. She led her armies of albino penguins across the land, destroying dicketry in all its forms. Or some shit. Fuck off, ass nuggets.
3: <laughs> My God.
1: Uh, Dina Larkin. Rope spear, hashtag JGL. McCockwagon put all of his kitten hands palm strike like... In and said, fuck sticks, I'm going to back this project. Point of order, those nerds have given hours of entertainment to all the Colleens of the world and totally hashtag work it. Good luck, Chris. Uh, Daniel Stevens, our, uh, Friday, our social media. Daniel. Uh, assistant. The spirit of Robespierre McCockwagon came to me in a dream. He said to me, hey, fuckstick, I'm your great-grandfather, and I bring you a terrible fucking message from the future. In the year 2020, Donald Trump will be reelected as the president of the United Fuck Faces of America. (laughs) Side note, the UN changed the name of U.S. after Trump is elected the first time. But all this can be avoided if contribute to Chris's motherfucking Kickstarter. So go quickly, dickface, and save the future of humanity. Um, Hashtag feel the fucking burn. Holy, religious, and ancient weapons are no fucking match for a good fucking blaster at your side, you cockwagon fuckstick. I just backed this motherfucking cocks, uh, kickstarter. Hodme? Uh, if I die, I have to go before him, and he will ask me, What is the riddle of steel, fuckstick? I don't know it. He will cast me out of Valhalla and laugh at me. That's Robespierre McCockenwagon strong on his mountain.
2: <laughs> ah.
1: Tom Oliphant? Uh, Robespierre, my burst into the room. Zack Snyder and Michael Bayer conspiring to take over the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well as the coming Star Wars movies, he cried. Colleen stood slowly, her eyes narrowed. I'll show those cunts. She hopped into her huge <laughs> canoe and rode on down to the Disney executive offices. There she gave an impassioned speech about nuance and allegory. <laughs> and the executives were swayed. She and Robespierre danced and celebrated the defeat of the cabal of Snyder and Bay. <laughs>
0: Is so, wow! This is so many levels of insight. I know, and it's, it's so, so creative great. too. You
2: guys, are uh,
1: fantastic. you guys are amazing, Joshua Borbone. Fuck, you did it! Congrats! So happy for you, Chris. Happy to be one of the first few people to get on board. I felt your stress through your podcast. Now it's a smooth ride in the cock wagon. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Lucas, bull fucking shit! You cockwagons did it. Congrats, fuckheads. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Michelle.
1: Jonathan Stern. Yes, I jumped on the cockwagon after you were funded, but the fuck stick feels the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> Happy fuck funding day.
0: <laughs> can't get enough.
1: Joe White. Thanks for the big shiny CFN cockwagon that you masterfully steer into my ears each week. <laughs> <laughs> your big hairy ball bags and I can't wait to read your book. What ho from Jolly Old England Pip Pip Cockwagon. <laughs> All right. Number seven. I was riding my fuck wagon down a dusty old trail when the biggest shippard of all time, Robespierre McCockinwagon, buffaloed my wagon driver and tied me to the train tracks. He demanded one thousand dollars in solid gold. Since I had no money at the time, I knew the shitstein was going to kill me. Then, much to my surprise, the wonderful and brave Colleen showed up. She opened her cunt lips and swallowed the fart knuckle, thus ending the reign of terror of old Robespierre Wagon. Now, I will say, uh, this is also a movie reference because of uh, there's been old. Western horror movie called uh, Grim Prairie Tales that starred James Earl Jones that this scenario happened.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, so wow. Joe,
1: nice work. Um Elise Ropesphere Macakowigan has a fuckstick business. His wife Colleen left him after Gremlins attacked their home alone lost in New York. Um <laughs> uh, Ravindra Saran Colleen and her merry little cunts ran a traveling cockwagon business. <laughs> oh my God! They traveled the country selling fucksticks and business was good. However, one day her merry little cunts were kidnapped in her cockwagon blown up by the nefarious Ropespear Spear wagon, played by Zack Snyder, in a plot to have a cockwagon business that is successful as well regarded as Colleen's while skipping all the groundwork she did to get her business to where it is. Join Colleen on an epic adventure to rescue her merry little cunts and restore her business, featuring special guest appearances by the freaked out new dad, played by Chris Mancini, and Libby Played by Graham Elwood.
0: Oh, Libby. That's a Todd Glass reference. Uh Nice. Fuck.
1: Coming to theaters 8516. All right. Number four, Jesse Miller. Jesus (laughs) (laughs) Christ. There's four left. (laughs) And once again, I find myself drunkenly cruising Kickstarter. What? That whiskey? I should back this project? Sure, why not? You've always given me good advice, like the time you told me I should take my pants off at the bar that worked out fine, except for that fuckstick Rope Spear wagon kicking me out of the place. I'm sure Colleen will convince them to let me back in. At least I think she will. Come to think of it, I'm not sure if she exists. <laughs> oh, well, I'll just get another drink and go back to trying to forget about that time when I was a child and that airline pilot invited me to the cockpit and asked me if I liked Gladiator movies.
0: <laughs> Airplane reference, outstanding. <laughs> I can't Amazing.
1: believe My no one caught on to that.
0: My dad says you don't try hard. <laughs> you try Dragon Walt. <laughs> oh, I fucking love that.
1: Wendy oh, Stiegel. So good. Fuck, I'm tired. Raising Baby Podfest takes a lot out of me. So much that I really just have no energy to give you the details of the weekend. Mike and I ended up in a cock wagon with Rokespear and Colleen down in Baja playing a game of fucksticks. Always (laughs) glad to once again support you guys. See you all in September.
0: Oh, good. Wendy Um, and Mike are coming from...
1: I think this is my favorite one. Matthias Becker. Oi, people, language.
0: (laughs) 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 nice, nice.
1: And this is the last one from Andrew Andrew Utek from hey, Japan. Right on, uh, and up, he Andy? got in just at the uh, the end. Uh, I am on freaking vacation, you bastard! I'm on freaking vacation, Golden Week, motherfucker. Do you know it? Golden motherfucking week. Let me ask you something. Do I look like a bitch to you? Do I? Do I look like a bitch? <laughs> then why? Why, motherfucker? Will you try to fuck me like a bitch? I have myself a shit ton of fun catching Captain America cockwagon war and settle in to just cunt around on Facebook and, add, and up pops this notice from you bum-scratching squirtle liquors about backing your uncivil like kicking the ball starter project. So fine. Fine. Fine, you assholes. Take my fucking money. Take it. Take it and stuff it. Stuff it, I said. Fuck yeah, just take it. I feel like a virgin handing over my hard-earned yen to an old street walking pro with a riding crop and a chip on her shoulder. And, oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to your quality product, asshole. <laughs>
0: <That's> <laughs> I like there was a little... Wow. Oh, was, you guys, that was... We need to... Publish these somewhere.
3: Yeah, you really should. <laughs> you
0: really should put these in a book and sell them or something. Like yeah. These are fantastic.
1: Guys, thank you so much. These were incredibly entertaining. And, uh, and it was also entertaining to get the confused emails from people who weren't listening to the show. <laughs> what was going on? We have to do this
3: again. When we do our next Kickstarter, this, we, we got to do this just again. Just for the
0: comments. Yes. That's
3: amazing. <laughs> just, I mean, they were like, your fans are so incredible. We have like, the they're the greatest fans. They yeah, are they, amazing. you it's, know, they're great listeners and they, uh, and there's so many inside jokes there and so much funny stuff. Like, amazing. I love it.
0: <laughs> we just were like, we started saying, hey, well, first we were like, hey, say, put fuck stick. Say fuck. Yeah. F- say fuck. And then, but, yeah. fuck guck, guck. and then we're like, say fuck stick. And then yeah. say cockwagon. wagon. Yeah. then we're like, the last one was like, Ropes Pierre McCock. Yeah. Stuff something
3: <laughs> tell
1: like a that. story about
0: tell it. a story yeah. and then we got these novellas
3: yeah it was crazy. so smart that's amazing you guys are smart, and awesome. you got funded that's incredible yeah, yeah. so wow amazing. and it
1: was i know it was uh mostly from you guys so you can finally
3: build that candy store you always yes. wanted. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the kickstarter was so, for, yes, for i just <laughs> always assume that yeah. everyone
1: yeah, wants a, to build a candy, candy store. store yes
2: all
3: right well,
1: so all right well this i would episode uh premiering this week Captain America, Civil There's War. There's nothing else for us
0: to talk about. No. Yeah. no I'm so fired up it. for this movie. I can't wait. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be amazing. Every trailer I see, I'm more fired up. Uh,
1: oh, yeah, I can't wait. And you know what? You gave me a great idea. We might actually take the drive into Hollywood Do to it. go to uh, uh, the Man Chinese. It's to the, see the
0: it. only time I want to see 3D. Right. I started doing it last year when the theater is like. Actually, it's probably playing it at, Cap- at the other one. It's too, probably at playing it both and, across yeah. the street from each other. I'll tell you what, though imax 3d for a movie like th- i saw avengers on imax 3d i saw jurassic right. park at the chinese on imax 3d it blows your yeah. fucking mind away it's the wow. biggest screen you've ever seen yeah it's amazing it's the size of utah it's unbelievable <laughs> the tcl
3: chinese yeah it's the greatest greatest theater right, you've, you've in the sold world. me I'm gonna, it's, it's, I'm gonna get tickets i'm gonna get tickets
0: i literally there. like so i'm going out of town this weekend but i I'm, my girlfriend and i have to see this together so i'm waiting right. till monday at noon so i gotta I'm gonna be in Chicago. I'm gonna go to Cubs game. I, I gotta mm-hmm. stay away. Away I can't from see it social media. Yeah. yeah,
1: I can't see it till noon either. Until uh Monday either. So, so yeah. I'm <sighs>
0: so fired up, dude. There's plenty of because the like all the nighttime weekend trainings are already sold out anyway. Right. Right. But the Monday at noon, plenty of seats.
1: Right. Good to know. Oh, yeah,
0: it's, dude. You can pick your seats. They, it's it's I'm it's the best place. You'll I'm telling you, you'll le leave this movie seeing it there, like completely fucking blown away.
3: I think wow. any IMAX, any IMAX, I mean, around the country, if you get a chance to see it yes. at an IMAX, that's the way to do it. Yeah. I mean, those movies are so they I mean, I took my mom to see uh, episode one mm-hmm. at, um, not episode one, episode eight. Yeah. Star Wars. Star Wars. And I was like, I took her to see the worst pile really? of shit ever. Oh, really? I wow. uh, no, yeah. I took Why her to would you do that? see. Do you hate so, your mother. Yeah. Sorry, you don't yeah. really? <laughs> I'm like, Mom, wait till you see the kid that plays Anakin. Yeah, he's amazing. He's definitely not a psychopath who's going to end up in jail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I took her to go see uh, uh, the the most recent one, Seven. Force Awakens, yeah. Force, Awakens. <laughs> and, uh, Force Awakens, and Force Awakens, and we went and saw it at the Chinese in IMAX, and. It, it was mind-blowing. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing. Look,
1: So are they all in 3D, too? It just changes yeah.
3: your whole perspective on what movies now, are supposed to look Now, I did hear this. Like.
0: I'm not sure. I think I'm there sure. might be some standard screenings, but well, I,
3: for this... Okay. For a big movie like this, you go see that. Here's the yeah. thing I
1: heard, too, now. One of our fans could probably email and verify this or not. I heard IMAX, to get the IMAX uh, label on your theater, you actually have to have their certain standards like, that you have to have. Right. Like, there's there certain brightness to the bulbs and the projection and all that stuff. Because sometimes what happens with 3D when you wear the glasses, it, it drops the brightness down. And whereas IMAX, I heard, you can't do that. They have to have, it has to be exactly right the way the movie's
0: supposed they, to be. And this right. is this new laser 3D, they're calling mm-hmm. it at the Chinese. And it's whatever fucking insane. lasers you got, kid, they're yeah. working. <laughs> yeah, baby. I'm in. I'm such a, I've talked so much shit about 3D over the years right. on this show. So for me to say that you need certain movies,
3: right. go see it on IMAX 3D. You know what's really weird? I went to the opening of the IMAX at TCL Chinese. Mm-hmm. I went to the, like, the opening day right. when they first opened it. And uh, it was to see the, uh, the movie Wizard of Oz with Judy Garland. They had cut it into a 3D movie and they put it up in that, on that screen <sighs> and everyone from TCL which is uh believe a Chinese company or a Japanese company yeah. I'm not I'm not positive but uh everyone from the company flew out so the, every, I mean, it was insane and the it was crazy That's, and they had they brought out the last surviving uh, munchkin on stage and he came no. out oh, everyone wow. And everyone spoke about what it was like making the movie and then they played it on screen and it was Absolutely bizarre because they had, because you know, those sound stages sure. that they shot on, they don't have any distance to them. Right. So they had to create fake. Distance in the yeah. movie mm-hmm. to make it all look real. It was so neat. It was so neat. And mm. like when Glenda like flew in in the giant bubble, it looked like she was flying through the room. It was so cool. I mean, I love that feeder, Captain America, and get ready. There will be a spoiler up next week about. Oh, it.
1: definitely. No two ways about it. And uh, being Charlie, this is the uh, new Rob Reiner movie about an addicted uh, gives teenager. A shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Pass. Now the the, the, the <laughs> next the next one is a uh, very limited. <laughs> least uh, so see,
0: see, see civil war twice what yeah, the fuck yeah. are you doing yeah, are you? This, this next
1: movie i'm interested in seeing but not on? this weekend right uh, this is elstree uh, 1976 this is a documentary about um, star wars and what it was like to be on set and actually um, oh, shoot the movie great.
3: is that yeah. coming out in theaters so it's a theatrical one, I think release. It's, a VOD. It, it's I think probably it
1: a really, theatrical. really limited release. It might be just like in New York and LA. I can't wait to see that
0: movie. That looks fantastic. That's yeah. something that's really cool, but that yeah. you'll probably watch it. Yeah, home. you're not going to yeah.
1: watch it this weekend.
0: Yeah. 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 You don't yeah. need IMAX 3D for this. Right. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 you
3: know, it's really smart. They're doing the same thing with this that they did with, um, uh, uh, with uh, Death of Superman Lives when Schnepp put out i think he put out death of superman lives at the exact same time as the last avengers age of ultron yeah. it came out at the exact same time so that way you watch your nerd movie at the theater and then you go home and you watch your new yep. nerd movie right. on tv yeah. and it's like it's kind of rad it's a really smart move it's, i think it's, it's a great it's idea it's
0: perfect mm-hmm. like because you you're not going to go to the theater for anything else this weekend right
3: yeah so why not then yeah and good for them for like tracking down everybody and doing that i mean that's such a rad thing to do i in mm-hmm. I love it. Yep. I'm super into it.
1: So, all right, That's wow, our episode. that was quite an Holy
0: episode. Holy shit, yeah. man! This was uh this jam was great. packed. This was jam packed again. Uh, thanks. The Kickstarter was so cool. It's so yeah. Cool thanks we're gonna, so much, guys. I'm going to be doing one next year for uh, my graphic novel, like.
1: It'd be really earbuds cool. Earbuds is, mm-hmm. is,
0: we can't announce yet, but it's in a big festival, so we can, as soon as we get that info, we'll let you know. Yes. Uh, we're going to start setting up screenings and stuff in LA and whatever mm-hmm. else. So
1: um, And Podcast Movement. They just announced that Yeah, LA
0: PodFest, September 23rd mm-hmm. through the 25th. Um, go to lapodfest.com. Tickets are moving faster than they ever have. We just tracked it, and they're moving mm-hmm. faster than they ever have, so I would get on board. Uh, there was an issue... So the hotel room, the discounted hotel rooms are 209 bucks. There was some sort of link issue where that wasn't showing up when you click through. I've talked to the hotel that has been fixed. Oh, great. Um, if anyone bought at a higher rate, email us, uh, info at lapodfest.com. Like, tell us your reservation number because I can have the hotel go back and get you the right rate. Oh, good, good. Um, and I'll post that on um, uh, the social media, the the Facebook pages and shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's just want everyone to know. Uh Stephen glickman where can people find you on the internet hey, where can they listen watch um,
3: uh, sure you go, uh, go uh, here we go here are the plugs <laughs> Plug get <it> ready <laughs> and begin um on twitter it's at Stephen glickman at s-t-e-p-h-e-n glickman on twitter and instagram as well as youtube you can check out all my uh, super weird stuff and there's clips on youtube uh from the nighttime show from the live show there's like really fun weird stuff uh with you know 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 all sorts of weird people we've had on the show um you can check out my podcast the nighttime show on um all places where podcasts are on the itunes and the places and the stuff uh the nighttime show Uh, let's see um the live show is uh may 14th with tom segura helen hong dj doug pound and of course uh the phenomenal bill farmer of uh disney uh goofy uh Uh, voice work. I don't know. Uh, What else do I say? Um, Oh, uh, first hundred people to show up to our show. Get fireball whiskey shots. How about Uh, that? That's pretty rad. We give away uh, like literally almost five hundred dollars worth of shots during the show and and before the show to the entire audience and get everyone super, super drunk and we give out trivia uh, prizes and game do play games with the audience. It's a lot of fun. Uh, That's May 14th uh, Saturday at the Hollywood Improv.
0: Yeah, the Hollywood Improv has been doing great shows. They're amazing. I
3: adore that place. Everything
0: that's happening there is really cool. We talk about it a lot. You sound like a broken record almost, but it's really cool. And they just keep tweaking and making it better and better. So yeah, that lab space, I love that.
3: Oh my god, I just did the lab uh, two nights ago, and it was it's such a fun, cool room. Yeah, good vibe. It's really
0: really neat. Did a nice job. Yeah, Yeah. gonna Um, be great. So I've got uh, this weekend, um, I am at the Zanies in St. Charles, Illinois, for in the Chicago area. I will be there uh, this May 6th and 7th, one show Friday to Saturday. Um, And uh, maybe some DLM appearances at the one in Rosemont. (laughs) Um, And then next week I'm headlining uh, Portland, Oregon, May 12th at Helium Comedy Club, one night only. Um, So get your tickets. It's on GrahamElwood.com. Or uh, you can go to Helium's website. And then, of course, um, this Monday, May 9th, doing um, Pop Divas uh, at the Lab. Yes. uh, I released the first episode. I don't know how long it takes to-
1: Get approved in iTunes. Get approved
0: in iTunes. Mm -hmm. Might take a week or so, but episode one, Origin Story, is out there somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll be recording episode two, me, myself, and Joe Wagner, uh, Monday- it's a free show. It's a 6 p.m. free show and discounted drinks. So if you're like not working and don't money's tight, come down, show's free, buy a, buy a Diet Coke. Um so that's May 9th and then of course, uh, as I said Portland May 12th and then headlining the Irvine Improv uh Sunday May 22nd. Uh and that's with uh my buddy Steve Gillespie that was just on Conan O'Brien is opening up. Um and uh, Jessica Michelle uh, Simpson, who's the MC, so it'll be a fun oh, show. Oh, Jessica
3: Michelle Singleton, Singleton, that's right. Oh God, she's hilarious. Yeah, she
0: she MC'd for me in Vegas. She's great, man. Yeah. Like, and she has a new album out. So if you're in Irvine May 22nd, that'll be a fun show. Um, check that out. All right, guys. Of course, like us on all the social media at Comedy Film Nerds yep. at Graham Elwood at Chris J Mancini. Um, yeah,
1: and uh, at of course at Comedy Film Nerds and um,
0: at LA Podfest, at LA Podfest, yeah, at earbuds, Pod Doc.
1: Yep. And I will be busy uh, creating surveys and sending out emails this week. Yeah,
2: you're busy. Yeah, you
0: got busy. Some shit yeah,
1: uh, yeah, we actually, now we're going to make the graphic novel. So excited.
0: Uh, wow. Go to so proflowers.com. We'll yep. Yeah, so that's true. <laughs> cool. um, all right, that's our
3: episode. Yeah, supersized. Supersized. For your ears. For you. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. That yeah. was super awesome. Thanks for being on the show. I'd love to come back if you have me. back. We're gonna have you back sooner than you think. We're gonna have a <laughs> right. themed episode. You yes. have a
0: you have a weird vault of uh, film knowledge that we yes. need to pry into. We we're we're, oh, we're, yes. we're, we're <laughs> gonna tap
1: into. You showed up with a labyrinth
3: T-shirt. There's yeah, no way you're doing that's, getting that's away with weird. just one from episode. Loot Crate. I got yes. it from Loot Crate. Nice. It's my favorite. I'm a huge, massive nerd about uh labyrinth oh yeah we're gonna have a lot anyone with
0: who went out to buy a labyrinth shirt you already we already know where you stand on the nerd
3: yes (laughs) (laughs) labyrinth legend never-ending story let's get into it dark crystal all right oh my god of course yeah okay all
1: right we're 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 set all right (laughs)
2: um
0: episode 319 put it in the books my name is graham
1: and i'm chris mancini and as always remember han shot shot first. first